You're listening to the Nonprofit Power Podcast. Today's episode answers the question, how to set yourself up for success whenever you set out to affect a change in public policy. So stay tuned. If you want to have real and powerful influence over the money and policy decisions that impact your organization and the people you serve, then you're in the right place. I'm Kath Patrick, and I've helped dozens of progressive nonprofit leaders take their organizations to new and higher levels of impact and success by building powerful influence with the decision makers that matter. It is possible to get a critical mass of the money and policy decision makers in your world to be as invested in your success as you are, to have them seeking you out as an equal partner, and to have them bringing opportunities and resources to you. This podcast will help you do just that. Welcome to the Nonprofit Power Podcast. Hey, everybody, Kath Patrick here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Nonprofit Power Podcast. I'm so glad you're here for today's episode. If you've ever wanted to change any aspect of public policy, whether it's a big ambitious change or a small but critical tweak, you may have been unsure of just where to start. The fact is, there's some very specific groundwork that's essential for success. Let's get right into it. Hey there, folks. Welcome to the Nonprofit Power Podcast. I'm your host, Kath Patrick, and today I want to talk with you about how to make sure that when you decide to tackle a public policy goal, that you set yourself up for the best possible chance for success. As a direct service nonprofit leader, most of the time, you're probably not focusing your time and energy on public policy. You're surrounded by it. You're aware of it. It impacts a lot of what you do. If you have any kind of government funding, you certainly have rules and eligibility requirements and all sorts of things that impact how you are able to provide services with those resources. And if you're serving people who are interacting with those programs, then they're experiencing some of the policy-related issues associated with those programs as well. So you see it from both sides. You see how it impacts your ability to serve, and you see how it impacts your client's ability to benefit, and whether or not things are set up in such a way that the client can truly thrive. And sometimes you see a need or an opportunity that calls you into the public policy arena. Maybe you have a big idea that you want to make happen. Maybe you see an opportunity to make a key change that's really going to benefit the people you serve and or your organization. Or maybe you see a wrong that needs to be righted. Typically, when you decide to get involved, is that the inspiration, the opportunity, or the need arises, and you realize in that moment, it's time. It's time to act on that big idea, on that opportunity to make a key change, or to make right something that's wrong. When that moment arises, I want you to be set up for success. So in this episode, I'm going to deal with the two most common situations where you either want to enact a new good policy or you want to change a bad one. 
There's lots of nuances and different ways to talk about that, but essentially those are the two scenarios. Enacting good policy might involve something big and ambitious, like establishing a multi-million dollar pilot program, or it could be about something relatively small but important, like expanding eligibility rules for a particular service. Changing a bad policy could be about eliminating something or about replacing it with a better version. You might be focused on eliminating punitive rules around program access or replacing a bad definition with a better one. Sometimes even small changes in policy language can have a big impact. So whether it's large or small, visionary or highly practical or some combination of the above, Whatever it is, you've identified a policy change that you think is needed. When that day comes and you've decided this is the time to act, this is the policy objective that we have, we're going to move on this, having clarity about just a handful of things will have a great deal to do with whether you're successful or not. If you get these right, it makes everything else 10 times easier. The first secret to successfully enacting or changing policy is to be able to clearly articulate exactly what you want and why it's better than current policy and what impact the change will have. If you can get clear on all of that before you ever talk to a policymaker, yay, good for you. But you might not know all those things when you start. You may be starting with a more general concept. And if you need help getting clear, talk to your closest policymaker ally and enlist their help in sorting this out. I've done this more times than I can count, and I'm a dedicated policy wonk. On the other hand, sometimes, particularly if I'm looking to change something that's a problem, or I want to make a slight improvement to a policy based on what I've observed is working and not working, Those are easier because the scope is narrow, it's fairly precise, it's kind of a surgical change to policy. And so for those, if you're familiar with how the existing policy is structured and you know how the language is structured, you'll be able to figure out on your own what language is needed and where it goes and what the ripple effects of that might be, you know, if you insert this change in one place, does that create a ripple effect in some other parts? Or do you need to make sure that it's reinforced in other parts of a piece of policy? If you know that, awesome. When I'm working on something where I have a lot of in-depth knowledge of a particular set of policy, whether it's legislation or other, I'll know that going in. And so I'll be starting from that place. But if you don't know that, that's perfectly fine. There are other people who can help you figure out the exact language, but you have to be clear about what you want. What's your desired outcome? What will change when this new policy happens? What will be happening that wasn't happening before? Or what will stop happening that's bad? And who's going to benefit and how are they going to benefit and how is this going to look? You have to be able to envision that before you start talking to policymakers and saying, I want your help with this. But it is perfectly legitimate, and I advise this, to go to an ally. 
who, and if you happen to listen to episode 10 last week, where we had Senator Eloise Vitelli on the podcast, she talked a lot about how she works with advocates all the time to get big policy done. And that that's a partnership and she relies on them as partners to help her make big change happen. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it because it's really helpful. And I think you'll get a lot out of it. But if you're not super clear on all those things and you need help getting clear, you can talk to your closest policymaker ally and enlist their help in sorting this out. I've done this on big policy initiatives where, in one case, a colleague and I wanted to create an entirely new way of measuring wage adequacy for people participating in workforce development programs. And the goal in that, because what's measured is what gets done, the goal was to drive the entire workforce development system toward much better wage outcomes, and particularly much better wage outcomes for women who were being very poorly served by that system, that their wage outcomes were consistently much lower than those of their male counterparts, and there was no good reason for that. And we saw an opportunity to create something that would go a long way toward fixing that. So without getting into the painful details of the nuances of that policy change, our goal was to enshrine this new measure in policy. So we wanted to change a critical measure. We could answer all of the major questions about what it would do, who it would help, why it would help, why it would make a difference. We were very clear on all that. We could articulate that all really well. What we were not sure about was what was the best vehicle for getting that policy into law. So we talked to our congressional staff allies, and we talked it back and forth, and together we came to the realization that the best strategy in this case was to create standalone legislation rather than trying to amend existing legislation, because it would give us a stronger platform to advocate for the concept without getting it all tangled up in the minutiae of a sprawling piece of workforce development legislation. So that's the strategy we went with. And so it was our allies in the policymaker's office, in this case staff, because that's who we were working with. But in your case, it might be staff or it might be the policymaker themselves. So we decided on the vehicle and then we worked together to develop the structure of the policy and to hammer out the fine details. That took many, many conversations. But once we agreed that the vehicle was going to be standalone legislation, it actually made it easier for us to write. So we wrote an outline of everything we wanted this policy to do and how we wanted it to work. And we handed that outline over to the lawyers in the Capitol whose job it is to turn those kind of outlines into legislation. So you're probably going to need somebody to help you with that. Don't feel like you have to know how to do that. You have to know how to write a good outline. That's extremely helpful. But if you can write a good outline, then there are people whose job it is to turn that into official policy language at whatever entity you're working with. So if you're doing something big and ambitious, that's the route you go. 
you take your big ambitious idea to your best ally and say, here's why this is exciting. Here's why this is a great idea. This is the amazing impact it's going to have. And do you want to play? And if they want to play, then you work together from that point on. But you have to be clear before you go talk to anybody about it, what it is that you want. There's nothing more frustrating for a policymaker than to have an advocate come in and say, well, there's this problem and we really wish it wasn't like this. And it's really a problem and it's really bad. Or, you know, we have this really great idea. There should be dedicated funding for this entire pile of services. And so you should do that. That is really not what a policymaker wants to hear. They want to hear that, first of all, that you are tethered to reality in some sort of way, that you understand some basics about how things work, and that you're there to say you have a proposal that you want to talk to them about. So once you're clear on those essential things about what you want, why it's better than current policy, and what's the impact the change will have. You've got that. You're clear about that. Maybe you've had one or two conversations. The next thing you're going to want to know is how heavy a lift is this going to be? And some questions you can ask yourself or your allies if you don't know the answer, but always ask yourself first. Do your homework. If you do your homework, you're just going to be so much better a problem-solving partner than if you show up and dump something in somebody else's lap and say, hey, I have this idea. Can you go make it happen? You know, nobody likes that. We don't like it when people do it to us, and other people don't like it when we do it to them. So be a good partner and do some homework yourself. And some questions you can ask yourself are, why is the policy the way it is now? Why are things the way they are? The answer to that question can tell you a lot about how heavy a lift this is going to be. If the answer is things are this way because that was the brightest idea somebody had at the time and now it's policy and nobody's really looked at it since then, that's going to be a lot easier to change than this was a policy put in place by some really dedicated ideologues who are going to fight tooth and nail to keep it that way because it goes to their core values. Or it could be something in between, but you get my point. And building from that, who's invested in keeping the policy the way it is? And what are their reasons? And just how invested are they? People might be invested in something simply because it's easier to stay with the thing you got than to make a change. Or it could be that they are fiercely dedicated to a particular policy being the way it is. So you need to know that. And then who are your allies in wanting this change? Do you have any, first of all, or are you the voice in the wilderness here? If you've got some allies, how influential are they? Do you have the support of, using our example from episode 10 again, do you have the support of, say, a Senate majority leader? Or do you have the support of like one or two brand new people who just showed up in that particular policymaking arena and don't have a lot of influence, but maybe they have a lot of energy? It's all just information, but it's information you need because 
you want to know how hard is this going to be? Is this something that we can get done relatively easily? Or is this going to become a multi-year, serious, time-consuming campaign? Again, the answer to that question is simply information. So if you know that it's going to be easy, then you might think about it one way. If you know that it's going to be a really heavy lift, taking a lot of people, a lot of time to get done, you're going to think about it a different way. And you may be taking a look at you know, your bandwidth and your resources and whether that thing is doable right now for you. And in that process, one of the things that it's also going to be really important to do is to get clear on what role you intend to play in this campaign. Do you envision yourself leading a great big multi-pronged effort with dozens of players? Or are you envisioning that you will bring this issue to the table, bring some allies together, and hope that it takes off? Either answer is okay. But how you approach the process, how you talk to potential partners, will change based on your answer to that question. So you don't really want to be going out and recruiting a bunch of people to your project until you've gotten clear about what role you're comfortable playing in this process and what role you see for yourself. So to recap briefly, you want to know with great clarity what it is you want this policy change to achieve You want to be able to say very clearly why that's better than what is now. And you want to be able to at least posit your best theory about the impact that change will have. And if you have any supporting information or data that bolster that assessment, then you want to be able to say that too. So you want those things. You want to have an understanding of how heavy a lift this is going to be. And you want to know what role you're willing to play in this effort. You need to do those three big things before you start taking action on anything. One of the biggest mistakes that I've seen a lot of nonprofit leaders make is they get really excited about an idea or they get really freaked out about a problem either way. And so they're in this heightened state, and they go straight from heightened state about a general thing to, hey, we got to do something, everybody. Everybody come here, we got to do something. Or not even everybody come here, just take off on your own, which is another mistake, by the way. Never do this stuff entirely on your own. It's not going to work. You need to work with other people to make policy change happen. You cannot do it in a vacuum. But before you go, hey, everybody, come on over, or before you start running off and talking to half a dozen policymakers about how they got to do something, you need to have done that essential groundwork. And the reason is that when you do that groundwork, you show up as somebody who is a solid, reliable potential partner on something that is going to take some work on the part of everybody involved. You have a clear-eyed assessment of 
what's going to be involved. And you're really clear about how much of that lifting you're willing to do. And you are upfront with other people about that. When you show up that way, whatever it is you're selling in terms of policy change, a lot more people are going to be interested in wanting to join in with you to help you make it happen than if you haven't done that work and you show up kind of all vague and, well, you know, we've got this big problem and we need to solve it because it's a really big problem. Or, oh my gosh, we really need to do X because we need a fill in the blank in this state or in this county or in this city. We need a policy that makes that so. And then that's all you got. You know, that does not rally people to your side. That doesn't have people say, yeah, I'm going to roll up my sleeves and invest time and energy to help you make this thing happen. Those are some of the most important pieces of groundwork you can do. There's plenty of things that come after that. But for this episode, I just wanted to plant those foundational pieces with you and to encourage you that you absolutely can be the person who makes important policy change happen. You absolutely can do that. And you can do it as the person leading the charge. You can do it as a facilitator. You can do it as a person who has brought a cogent opportunity or problem and attendant analysis to a group and said, let's discuss. You can come to it with any of those approaches, but as long as you come to it having done your groundwork, other people are going to be interested in working with you to make something happen. You don't have to be, in fact, you can't be the lone ranger on this. It takes a lot of people working together to make policy change happen. And when a lot of people are working together, it's also less work for each individual involved. But it also, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of different roles to be played, and one person can't play them all. But I encourage you to think about there are policy opportunities and problems that you see every day. And from time to time, think to yourself, dang it, somebody ought to do something about that. That really needs to be changed. Or oh my goodness, if only we did things this way, if only the rules were set up this other way, if only we had a dedicated funding stream or a pilot project or uh, whatever it is, insert your big idea here. But I know that you think these thoughts all the time, right? And so what I want is for you to be able to be successful In those times when you have one of those moments and say, you know what, this is one that I care enough about, I think is important enough, I'm going to be the one that does something. I'm going to start this ball rolling. And once you start it rolling, I want you to be able to get the change you want. So today's conversation was all about setting you up for success when you first start that process. And we'll talk about all the other pieces in episodes to come. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.